Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 70 of the podcast that was originally recorded on May 13th, 2015. Some of the games I played for the week, Splendor, Roll for the Galaxy, Seven Wonders, King of New York, Dungeon Dice, Pathfinder Online, and the digital version of Boss Monster. Of course, I talk about a few of the games I want to play now, so enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi, and we are on episode 70 of the podcast. Thank you for joining me again this week. Hey, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. Send those emails to whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at whatimplayingnow. Don't forget to drop the G like I always say. You can follow me on Facebook. Just do a search on Facebook for what I'm playing now. We also have the Google Plus page, which is plus.google.com slash the plus sign, what I'm playing now podcast, and of course, our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right, let's jump into what I am playing now for the week and some of the games I played last Thursday for board game night. And as you can see, I kind of skipped my usual initial section where I discuss Dice Masters and Pathfinder as I did not play those games this past week. My group for Pathfinder has decided we are taking a couple week hiatus with the holidays coming up. We had some of our group, they had some friends coming into town. So we're actually not getting together for a couple of weeks. So I have a short break from Pathfinder before we get to finish up the last of the Skull and Shackles organized playset. It actually appears that Wrath of the Righteous is going to be shipping as I believe that Paizo has already shipped out the character add-on deck, and I don't even have the actual base game yet, so I will probably have the character add-on deck probably for a couple of weeks before I actually purchase the Wrath of the Righteous set from my local game store, which is where I'm going to get that. I actually had to cancel my subscription for the card game because I really did not want to pay the hefty shipping costs from Paizo for having to ship that huge box out. But I will say in regards to another fact going along with Paizo, I actually did back the Apocrypha Kickstarter that was being put out by Lone Shark Games. I think I talked about this last week or possibly even the week before. I actually did back it. They actually only have, I think, maybe an hour or two left in their Kickstarter campaign. I believe they were getting close to one of the final unlocks that were going to become available, and that was going to be the day one card, I believe it was, was going to be available to all backers of the Kickstarter for doing that. I think that I think we had to hit around $333,333 to be able to do that for them. And as of my last time I had looked at the page, I think they were up close to maybe around 315, 320. I think they just broke 315 because that was one of the other goals that they were trying to reach as well. So I'm really excited for that game, although that game is probably well a year away, but we'll be looking forward to that. I also didn't play any Dice Masters this past week as I had some work to do here at the house, so I was unable to go to our actual group play that we have for that. I believe we were just doing a DC constructed kind of like round robin tournament. I talked to a couple of people and it sounds like that went pretty good. I believe there was a flash super rare that one of the guys was able to obtain as pretty much the main prize for the tournament next week i believe we're going to be doing the same thing another dc constructed set 
put together. And then probably after that, depending on if the D&D stuff actually comes in, I believe I was talking to the owner of the store and there are supposed to be some Dungeons and Dragons organized play cards coming in, which I will definitely be down there at the store for. If it's going to be just another superhero game, we will probably just do a normal constructed and let people use all sets since we've actually done DC now. It will have been at that point in time for about the past month since it's come out. So that was my quick update on a couple of games I didn't play. But let's get into what I did play for the week so you can know what you should be playing as well. So one of the first games we played last week on Thursday was Splendor. This is a game I've talked about on the podcast before. It's a great little light game. It was one that we just wanted to start off and get in real quick because I'm usually at the store early. So anybody that shows up early, we usually try to maybe play like a quick filler game for like a half hour before the rest of the crowd shows up and we actually get into something a little more meaty, I guess you could say, and a little little more beefy than, than Splendor. But Splendor is a great game. I actually played it a couple of times here at home with my wife as well. We got in a few games of it. So Splendor was one of the games probably that I played one of the most this past week since since it made it to the table several times, both at the store and here at the house. I'm not going to go into too much of an explanation as to how the game is played. Go check out Board Game Geek if you have not had a chance to play Splendor yet or if you have overlooked this game. It is a great game. It's won quite a few awards and it's one that I highly recommend. And even though it is light, you really shouldn't pass this game up. It is a very, very good game. All right. And then after that, we jumped over to Roll for the Galaxy. I had talked about this one a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I believe I had played this multiple, t- a couple of times already. And I was really excited that it actually made it back to the table again. We had another group of, I believe there were four of us that were actually playing this game on that particular Thursday. And I, I, I went into a really good explanation of how the game plays the last time I talked about this, probably about two episodes ago. So I think if you go back to episode 68, you will probably be able to hear a very good explanation of how the game plays. I will say that the strategy that I took this time worked out much better. My score was almost double, I will have to say, what it was the first time I played this game. So I know that I'm actually learning about the game, doing things a little better. I still wasn't getting a lot of good dice rolls, which was kind of depressing, but it is a dice game. There's going to be that whole randomness factor to it so you will have to take that part for what it's will but Roll for the Galaxy is another really good game that I've really enjoyed playing and whenever somebody actually brings that out to game night and actually wants to throw that down on the table I'll be definitely jumping over to that table to get a game or two of that in it actually doesn't play that long either and you can usually get a game in fairly quickly once everybody is familiar with the rules a newer player may have a little bit of a hurdle learning a few of the things and how some of the dice move and like I said if you just go listen to episode 68 you'll probably get a good feeling of how the game works and and what to what to expect from it. All right, then we're going to jump over to a new game that I actually played on Thursday. We actually got quite a few games in on Thursday, so I was really stoked to actually get in. I think it was four games is what we actually got in. And the next game that I was able to play was a game called Seven Wonders. This was my first time playing Seven Wonders, and I have to say it was really not what I was expecting from this game. I've heard this game talked about before on a lot of podcasts. I've seen it actually, I think, played down at the game store, but I've actually never really gone over to the table and really looked at it too much to actually see what was going on. I mean, I've heard people when they were saying they're going to play Seven Wonders and saw him setting it up, but I really didn't know what the whole kind of premise was to the game or what the main mechanic was. And I have to say, I was very, really, very surprised at how the game played. So the game and premise kind of seems fairly simple is that you're basically just drafting cards during a round to build up your city with the end goal of being to finish one of Seven Wonders that you basically have in front of you. At the beginning of the round, you're given seven cards and you're going to take one and you're going to place it face down in front of you. And then you're going to set the rest of the cards to the, to either your left or right, depending on which round it is and which 
which way you re you're passing your cards, and those cards are going to be passed along to the next player. Everyone reveals their cards at the same time. If you're playing a card that you don't have a resource for, that you actually can't pay for, you can either pay the person on your left or right as long as they have that appropriate resource out in their pool of cards that are available. It's a really interesting mechanic as you really aren't playing kind of against everyone at the table, although you kind of are with a drafting mechanic, but you're really more or less really concentrating on your opponents that are to your left and to your right, because those are the people that you're going to be really interacting with throughout the whole game. Some of the cards that you're going to play are going to produce resources. Some of the cards are going to be used for a military force, while others are just going to give you bonuses or victory points for the end of the game. The game consists of three different ages, with each age being a different deck of cards, and each one being basically a different color. They also have different cards in those decks, and some of them are a little more costly as you get into like that second and third age, and they do a few more things, and you can use cards from the previous ages to build off of to get some of those second and third age cards a little easier. I have to say, I really enjoy the drafting mechanic that this game has, and I can't really think of another game that I've played recently that actually uses a mechanic like this besides something like a collectible card game or even kind of what we're doing for Dice Masters when we're doing a Dice Masters draft and you're doing the card rotation that way. This game has some really interesting strategy to it as well, as you really need to pay attention to what your opponents are doing on either side of you. If you see someone starting to amass several military cards, you really have to think to yourself, do you really want to risk passing them another military card if there's one in the deck that you're looking through right now, or do you play it? Hope you know to hopefully, you're, you know, or do you play it yourself to basically hopefully stave off their forces between rounds, which is when the military cards come into effect. So we played with just the base set. I've heard some really good things about the expansions, and I can't wait to play this game again along with the expansions. I think it would be really good. I believe we had a, play, a table of about six people playing the game. I don't think we had seven, and I could say with that many people, the game was really exciting. I didn't win this one, but but for my first time playing, my score was right in the middle of the pack, so I was kind of happy with that, as there were only two of us new players at the table that had never really played before. So if you do get a chance to check out Seven Wonders, I would definitely recommend checking this game out. Can't really wait to play it with the expansions. Hopefully somebody's going to have those the next time. I don't know if the store actually had the expansions for the game or if they just had the base set there, but I'm hoping maybe somebody might bring in some of the expansions so we can actually see this one hit the table again and enjoy it as well. I'm, I'm sure you will enjoy it as well. All right, and then... For the last game of the evening, there were four of us that sat down for a nice little friendly game of King of New York. We wanted something a little lighter to finish off the evening. It was the owner's birthday actually. We had let him win a couple of games earlier. I believe he had won Seven Wonders. I had actually won Splendor though, so I couldn't let him win every single game. King of New York was actually pretty cool. I think I've talked about King of New York on a previous episode. That was probably several episodes ago, and I will have to look that and maybe put that in the show notes as to which one I went into details about that game on. But King of New York is basically a dice game with a push-your-luck mechanic for, for the dice, where you're basically rolling dice and trying to either attack and destroy Bill buildings around you for points and that basically your goal is to get 20 points before you die and lose the the health that you have so we had one player who was rolling really good he had been going in and out of manhattan and if you're familiar with king of tokyo it's the same type of concept which just different boroughs from New York. So he would hit he this guy had been going in and out of to, in and out of Manhattan. I think he at one time he was at 19 points before somebody had taken the superstar card away from him and had knocked him back down to 16 points. I had got put into Manhattan and then on my next dice roll was able to actually roll three crack skulls, which basically means everybody took damage 
from any of the cards that had been buildings that had been flipped over and military forces basically attacked them. And I also had two claw marks, which actually means that I did two damage as well. I was actually able to take out all three of my opponents with that one die roll. And I could not believe that I won because I think we had two guys that were at one health each, one guy who was at, I believe, five, and then I was at four. Luckily, the location I was in Manhattan only had two of the chips flipped over to where they were military forces, so I had only taken two damage and went down to two, while everybody else had a lot of different military forces in their areas and pretty much just wiped, got wiped clean. Could not believe that happened. Completely luck of a die roll, and that's the way King of New York is, but it was really exciting. We all had a really, really good time with that game as well. Then I actually had some kickstarters come in this week and one of the kickstarters that i actually had delivered to me which i was excited and really happy to finally see was a game that i had originally seen at pax east i believe last year of 2014 and that's a game called dungeon dice so I've been playing Dice Masters, it seems, as my weekly dice game. And, and while I don't think Dungeon Dice is going to replace that for my weekly dice game, although I am taking a couple of weeks off of Dice Masters, so far I have to say I really am liking the time that I have had with this game so far. My wife and I have only played the base game so far, and I'm probably going to take this down to my Thursday board game night meetup and hopefully get a couple of people playing, and we're going to try to play a four-player game instead of just a two-player game. So I do have the, the guilds expansion for the game as well, but I kind of wanted to get a, several games games in with just the base game so I could get a good feeling and an understanding for the game before we added in the expansion and a whole lot more rules. I will have to say the rulebook probably isn't the best written. If you refer to the last page of the rulebook where it has a summary of the rules, it will actually answer several of the questions I had after reading through the rules, which kind of made me laugh after doing that. So the game's pretty simple. It's basically a it's, it's a it's a lighter game and it has a lot of luck and die rolling to it. With just two people, it seems like several of the mechanics don't really see their full potential so i'm gonna have to really try to get some people to play this tomorrow night for for board game night and hopefully i get a good feel for that then as some of the mechanics really aren't i just don't feel like they're really fleshed out for just the two people when they're playing it so each player starts out with a level die two equipment dice as well as two one-time use dice as the players start their turn they reach into the monster bag pull out a monster and roll it they then decide whether they want to face the monster or basically just run away and put the monster back in the bag depending on the equipment you have you can actually make these choices in a little better of a fashion in that if you have a weapon with reach, let's say, you can actually roll your dice first to see how your dice go. And if you get a good roll, you can then say, sure, let's try to fight the monster and then have your opponent to your left. Or if you're just playing a two-player game, it would be my wife, would roll for the monster. And then if you have an, another type of weapon, you can actually see, I think, or if you have the, the scout ability, I think it is, you can actually see what the monster's die roll are before you actually figure out if you're going to engage the monster or not. So if you decide to face the monster, one of the nice things about about the game is you can always ask for assistance, but you can only get assistance from one other player in the game. And this is kind of where more than two people I think can really change the gameplay as I think there can be a lot of negotiation between you and your fellow gamers that goes on as to how loot can be divided, as to how they can assist you in the combat and what's all going to happen. So once, th once that's been decided as far as if you're going to fight the monster or not and if anybody is going to help you, players roll their level dice and equipment dice. You basically compare numbers, whoever rolls the most. If you have some one-time action dice, with like that are that are the red dice you can possibly maybe roll a bomb which basically just gives you a couple of more points to your score and it just basically comes down to who rolled the highest the dice have all the information on them and it's basically just comparing numbers your roll against the monster's roll once you compare totals whoever has higher total wins and that's it pretty much about it and while that sounds kind of just a little bit there is quite a bit of strategy that can be taken here the game the goal of the game is to basically accumulate four fame points 
and you get fame points for defeating monsters of certain colors on the dice. So a red die, uh, if you roll a die and it's on the red side of the monster, that would be worth one fame point. If you were on the black side, it's worth two, and there's one dragon die in there that has a gold side to it, and that's worth three. You can also get points for leveling up your character to level six. Your level die actually, when it turns to this to the side with six on it, you would then get um, additional dice to be able to roll for your life counter, as well as getting a point since it's a red sided color a, a die as well you would get a fame point for that you can also collect artifacts which are yellow dice out of the yellow bag which give you one point eight my wife and i thought this game was actually pretty fun we did enjoy it but there were times that we really felt it can get really random and she even said that after we played it the first time she just looked at me and she goes there were sometimes we beat things that we shouldn't have and there were times where we fought things that were really easy to fight and we lost and basically took a wound so it's it's a dice game there is going to be some randomness to it and I'm hoping that once we add in the guilds expansion that maybe that's going to equal out some of that variability that we're really seeing in just the base game. You can also turn in when you're playing the game you can also turn in equipment. If you have five different pieces of equipment you can turn that in for one of the yellow sided dice and I will say one thing about the dice in this game. The dice are very very nice. They are very high quality dice. The colors and the inking on them looks to be really good. It doesn't seem like any of the colors should should wear off easily unless if you're trying to scratch the stuff off because as everything is etched in the dice the dice are really nice and large the monster dice are nice and big they have a nice size to them they actually give you different color bags to put everything in so you get one big black bag to hold all these different dice bags in the green bag you'll put some of your level dice some of your life dice and the monster rolling dice that you will use when you're rolling to see the monster combat you'll have a black bag which which contains actually all the larger monster dice you have a blue bag which is all equipment the yellow bag is all of your artifacts and then the red bag are basically all one-time use items which are like scrolls and spells and a bunch of different things like that so i have to say so far i like the game it is a light game this is definitely not going to be any sort of heavy game so i know there are going to be some people that i when i pull this out tomorrow at um at board game night they're kind of going to kind of stick their nose up to the game and probably move on to another table and i i understand that i'm completely fine with that you know if, if you're looking for a light fun dice game this is this is a pretty good game so far from what I can tell. So I'm definitely going to try to get some more plays in with it. Going to see if I can maybe write up a review once I maybe get some more games under my belt and then we add in the expansion and then we'll see how it goes from there. I also think that they're going to be starting another Kickstarter here very shortly for the second expansion. So I will probably be backing that because so far I'm liking the game and like I'm liking where it's going. All right, we're going to jump over to the computer for a few minutes. One of the games I was actually that has been on my want to play list for quite a while is Pathfinder Online. So I actually posted in a Facebook group and was sent a key, I loaded it up and gave it a shot. Now, I've been playing MMOs. For those of you that don't know what those are, those are massively multiplayer online games probably for about the past 15 years now. I missed, you know, some of the early initial ones like Ultima Online, and I always wanted to try it, and I talked to several friends back during that time and said, you know, we should try one of these, and we just never did. And my first MMO, and I think I've mentioned this on the show before, was Ashron's Call, which I still load up every now and then and still play, you know, some 15 years later now. The game went free to play last year, and so that was kind of a nice savings each month, not having to pay for the three accounts that we were paying for for the past several years that I had gotten really back into the game. Now, Pathfinder is currently in early access as it states right at the top of the screen in real big letters while you're playing never letting you forget this and I will say the game definitely feels like it I started playing a couple of days ago and I really haven't done too much besides read a ton of different documents on how this game works and I will say that there is a lot of information out there if you're willing to spend the time to consume it I think I had at one time six different websites open three different documents that were
Google documents, I believe, just reading a lot of guides on how to basically start up your character. And so one of my first one of my first hurdles with the game was basically figuring out that you pretty much have to play this game in windowed mode, which I am just definitely not a huge fan of. I tried to run Mumble a couple of nights ago and tried to move the client to my second monitor and I'd log into the game and the game would minimize and basically it would try to change, it would try to put the focus on Mumble, the Pathfinder online game would minimize and I would lose all control of trying to close Pathfinder or doing anything on my main screen. It was almost like Pathfinder was overlaid on top of my screen, but I could see my desktop and could not click or interact with it. I could see my taskbar. I could try to right click and close it. It wouldn't close. I couldn't access task manager or anything. I'd literally have to either reboot or log out. And it seems like this is pretty much a known issue with the game. Windowed mode seems to have fixed this. So that's what I am doing. I've even tried, I even tried to do like an alt F4 on Pathfinder to see if that would shut it down and that even wouldn't. And so it was just, it was crazy, but windowed mode seems to fix it. So right now we're, we're okay. And we're just playing in windowed mode. So I will say that I probably haven't felt this lost at an MMO as well probably since the first days when I stepped into the world of Dareth, which is the world for Ashron's Call. There is just a lot to this Pathfinder online. I feel like I'm basically just walking around the starter town and kind of like rolling up a pen and paper character by talking to all the different vendors, purchasing different feats, doing a few small quests here and there, and I'm just still trying to get the feel for combat down. And as of right now, I'm just not a huge fan of the way the camera is working when I'm in combat. It seems like it's kind of just a little bit different of a camera than I'm used to working with, so I just need to play around with that a little bit. Also, the UI definitely isn't the prettiest. I mean, but hey, I've played games with worse UIs than this, and I have to say I'm talking about you, Darkfall, so just remember that. I'm not going to give up, though. I have a total of 15 days to play, so I'm going to try spending some more time with the game. I'm going to try to get some in-game help. It seems like people that are playing this game are extremely friendly. Everybody that I've chatted with so far in-game really appears to be willing to help you. They have a mumble chat set up to where you can go in and actually get some help and request, you know, maybe some suggestions on how to do your character and what you should be doing next, because this game does have a pretty steep learning curve from what I can tell. And that's that's one of the things that's kind of drawing me more to this is basically the community that's kind of come out of this game so far seems to be one of the better ones that I've encountered over the years. I mean, the graphics aren't the prettiest, but the gameplay seems like it's going to... Uh, it, it usually gameplay is what's going to keep me around. I mean, if I'm still playing Ashron's Call after 15 years and those gra graphics haven't been updated in a while, I'm definitely not in games just for the eye candy as well. So only time is going to tell with this one and I'll keep everyone posted. But so far, this one we're kind of on the fence about right now and I just need to play it a little bit more. Then my last Kickstarter had come in, which I was really excited about, the Boss Monster digital version. And this was actually released on Steam last week and I was really stoked to get that email. My wife and I have been playing the Boss Monster card game here and there. It's definitely a light game that the two of us can play and it's really fun and so when I had saw that they were actually coming out with the digital version I said what the heck let's back it on Kickstarter and I was very excited when they actually had the unlock that you could actually get this on Steam and so it was released on iOS I believe maybe a month or so ago maybe even longer than that and then on Android and then it like I said it finally just hit Steam so I entered my Steam downloaded the game and I have to say so far it's a really good representation of the game I think there's a small few bugs in the game there was one time where one of the where the computer opponent had leveled up their character and I believe their ability was they were able to swap around cards in my dungeon and when they had done the swap of cards one of the cards that had moved should have gotten a plus one because of the card that was next to it and it had lost that plus one I kind of sat there for a minute like okay why that card had a plus one before why did it not why does it not have it after the move because it's still next to this card but then the minute I put another card on top of it to just replace it the plus one actually came back so I think there's some minor bugs with the game nothing game breaking so far that I've seen at least if you like boss monster and you're looking for a digital 
digital version, I definitely say go check this out. The game, it looks like the game can be played with one to four players. I've only played against the computer so far, and I haven't really played online. I've just been trying to get a good, a better feel for the game and just make sure it's kind of working. Uh, one of the things I've also been trying to do is mainly just beat the computer to get 40 wins because it looks like you could unlock another set of cards once you get 40 wins under your belt. So right now I'm nowhere near close to 40 wins, and it may take a while, but I may just need to play maybe a game or two a night just to try to chalk up that for an accomplishment and to get that achievement. So I'll have to write up a review on this one as well once I get some more into the game, but I have played quite a few games this week, and that is it as far as what I play now. What I want to play now, I actually picked up the Witcher Adventure game. I picked up the digital version of this. I believe there was a sale on Good Old Games for this one. I think I got it for around five bucks. It was like 50% off, so I said, what the heck? I had been wanting to try the actual board game of this. I said, let's pick up the digital one. Heard it's a pretty good representation of what the board game is like, and I could actually probably play the solo, so let's do that. And then, of course, the next game that I want to play on my list of what I want to play now. I can't wait to throw the guilds expansion into Dungeon Dice, and I'm hopefully going to be doing that, if not tomorrow, this weekend. So that is it for this show. Hey, as always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. Send the emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop that G. Do a search on Facebook for me. Just do a search for what I'm playing now. And then you can also follow us on Google Plus at plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then of course, as always, our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now as always thanks for listening don't forget to give me some reviews on itunes always like to see those send in some emails and as always go play some games and let me know what you're playing now thanks a lot have a good week bye-bye